Hey, soccer players, on this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience podcast, we have a special guest on who we're going to talk about how to train and further enhance your recovery and some personal experience about working out during Ramadan. So stay tuned for today's episode. Let's start off very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hey, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Uh... Bro, I'm moving. I told you I'm moving, right? So, so I've been just do, been doing. I'm just been going to Home Depot and then putting stuff together. I spent like three hours in a closet organizer. Oh, crazy! Yeah, apparently I don't follow instruction well. <laughs> Every time <laughs> I think I got it, it, I had to go back and then redo it and refinish it. Yeah, but man, glad. How about you, man? How you doing? Yo, you wouldn't believe what's been happening to me, man. I'm ready to take this MPTE. And Yee, um, bro, there we go. I've had my exam get canceled. Whoa. Four times in the past week and a half. Wait, wait. Wasn't it supposed to be like in two weeks? Yeah, yeah. It's a long story. I'll, I'll tell okay. you. I'll tell right. you. <laughs> you tell me off here. You tell me off yeah. here. Uh, but today we have a very special guest. His name is Dr. Mohanad Ganem. And um, he's a physical therapist, performance coach, and he's from New Jersey. He's by me. Um, and he's here to give his personal insight on how to work out, train, do everything during Ramadan. So, uh, Mohammed, thank you for coming on the show. Go ahead and yeah, introduce thank yourself. You, Tell us what you're about. Hey, guys. Um, so, like Andy said, my name is Mohammed Ganem. I'm a physical therapist in Jersey. I work on Staten Island at the Sports Science Lab. Um, I have the pleasure of, pleasure of working with a lot of uh, professional athletes, high school athletes, collegiate athletes um graduated from duke about two years ago and uh moved up to jersey about a year ago was working in north carolina prior to then and uh, just excited to be on this pod word solid always always happy to have people from new jersey on people understand like this is the best state out there like we i don't know everything. about that man <laughs> new jersey is the best <laughs> yeah bro we got everything who's better Yo, I, I looked at your face and even you don't believe, <laughs> you don't believe New Jersey is the best state out there. Come on, man. Yo, who's better, honestly? Who's a better state? Yeah. I don't know, man. It seems that Massachusetts is a good one. Ah, get out of here, man. Nah, California, New, New York is a, New York Taxes, next to bro. you. Taxes, always... they leave there for a reason They come to us. <laughs> uh, but anyway anyway today we're gonna start out the podcast by um by talking to uh Muhammad and seeing yo like you've been you've been doing Ramadan for how long like can you just give some insight on that yes yeah, so, I mean I'm 26 now I probably started when I was five or six I would say so about 20 years now I've been wait did they like started it. that young at five five yeah I mean I'm I can't be sure but I would wager that's about the time I started yeah okay you're not, uh, I guess, obligated to start until you're, you've hit 
puberty, but a lot of families, a lot of parents encourage their kids to start a little bit earlier. And uh, mm, okay. if I remember correctly, I, I did too. Mm. And you've been a pretty active person um, your whole life. Like, can you just talk about your experience, like playing sports, everything like that? Sure. Yeah. So um, I played soccer all through my life. Uh, played in you know high school. Played intramurals uh, in college. It's kind of the extent of my uh, playing time. But uh, because the Ramadan month is based off the lunar calendar, it gets earlier. Uh, like two weeks every year so it's always fallen during some type of soccer season whether it's middle school tryouts middle school season high school practice high school season club Mm. uh intramural just some like adult league stuff i have up here so i've always had to train around to train through it so i've gotten some good insights some stuff that works some stuff that uh i tried and it wasn't great and uh excited to pass along some personal experience and some uh professional experience i've got with it too mm. and let's start with that that personal experience that you developed since you were five six years old um what was it like both as a younger athlete let's say 13 14 and then going into college although playing at an intramural level but you're having a lot more things to balance with school work life in general um what was that like for you right um say as a kid it was a lot easier definitely um like I said, it gets about two weeks earlier every year. Um, so when I was in, let's say, eighth grade when I was 13, it was probably – it probably fell in November to December, which means the days are a lot shorter. It means I was probably breaking my fast around 5.30 or 6. As opposed to now, with it being in May and June, the days are a lot longer. I'm breaking my fast at 7.30, 8, 8.30. Um, like I remember when I was in – I must have been first, second, third, third grade or so. Um, I was playing like rec YMCA soccer and I would come home from school, take like a 30 minute nap and then I would eat because the uh, sunset was like 4.30 or 5. I don't have that luxury now because the days are long. I've got work. I've got house stuff. Uh, so it's a lot harder now, but uh, you know, what can you do really? And kind of going through now, you're working as a physical therapist. Um, have you ever treated someone who was injured during Ramadan? Or is that process any different at all? Or I don't have any personal experience um, treating someone that's been fasting and injured. But talking to some of my colleagues that have and just knowing kind of what I know, I don't think that would change, change much. Uh, we'll probably get into a little bit deeper later. but provided you keep the same routine you had prior to starting the month, um, your sleep schedule stays the same. For the most part, the macros are the same. You don't change too much of your routine just when you eat. It shouldn't affect your uh, ability to improve and to get better from an injury. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is kind of a a theme we're seeing through our guests here is one of the big goals is to really keep as much consistency as you can. Although it sounds like there's a lot of change going on, the more you can keep consistent, the better. Definitely. Definitely. It's, uh, you know, it's tough and you have to make changes. Like I'm sure your uh, previous guests have talked about having to wake up at 4, 3, 30 and eat. And then uh, try not to eat too much where you get sick, but trying to get enough food in where you feel like you can sustain yourself for the whole day. But um, it's, it's 
still possible to maintain a generic uh, consistency with what you've been doing for the other 11 months of the year. Mm, solid. Uh, what are you, before, I'm sorry, Angie, what, what exactly are you, you eating? Because, um, you know, going about the work and then uh, hitting the gym afterwards, let's say it's your regular routine that day. Mm. Um, like, what kind of thing are you eating to make sure you, you, you sustain a certain level of energy throughout the day? Because I'm assuming you can't, it's not going to be like, oh, you're just going to eat salad. And then think it's going to last <laughs> throughout the day, right? Right, right. So the general thought is um, get some fats in uh, the pre-dawn meal. Um, some slow, releasing slow digesting fats in um, pre-dawn meal and then some slow releasing carbs at, in that meal too. Um, and then the general rule, not, not, not I guess the rule, but kind of my personal experience, mm -hmm. what I do is I'll try to get a small meal when it's time to eat in the evening, I'll go work out and then I'll eat like a full, full meal later. So what I tried doing um, that small meal before I work out is, you know, a, a protein shake, uh, okay. an apple, uh, just something quick that'll give me some protein, give me a little bit of carbs that's not too dirty. Um, it's not going to make you throw up doing a workout. Exactly. Okay. And then I'll come home and I'll eat like my fast releasing carbs. And then... Um, just kind of repeat that cycle over again. Okay. Hmm. Now on some of the, the past guests we've had on, they kind of identified a few different points in the day to train. Um, I would kind of just want to hear your experience on them. Um, one of the training, I guess, windows you can call it is right when you wake up mm -hmm. um, in the morning. One of them is right before your fast, and then another one is right after the fast breaks. Right. Um, what has worked well, best with you? I mean, you kind of said right after you, you break your fast, you do another meal, but have you ever tried the other two? I haven't done the, uh, the eating, the uh, pre-dawn meal, you know, type of workout that um, I don't seem to do well with like waking up at 3 a.m. and going for a run, but I've done the go for a workout or a run right before I eat. And I've done the eat a little bit run or workout and then uh, come continue a meal. Um, I probably like the option of breaking your fast, hitting the gym and then coming back home and eating more better than the wait until you're done eating, let your food sit just because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not time conducive if you have to go to bed by a certain time. You know, if you're eating at eight o'clock, you're eating your meal, you're waiting for your food to digest appropriately before you hit, hit the gym, you come home, you get done, you get your post shake. It's going to be like 11 or 12. Okay. Um, so to me, it just makes more sense with like the time consumption part of it to break your fast, small meal, uh, lift, continue your meal. Okay. Now are you not, you're not, you, <laughs> I'm thinking you probably can eat a whole lot more if you're doing a little bit more, a um, little bit at a time instead of like a full one for like that, you just make sure you get so full and then you can't eat anymore. But if you break it down into smaller, exactly. meal, then you, you're able to take in a, a little bit more calorie, I would say. Exactly. And that's kind of the, that's kind of part and parcel of this month in and of itself is teaching yourself like, moderation um mm. while you're 
fasting, you're abstaining from food and drink and other vices. Um, when you do eat and when you do drink, you're supposed to drink and eat in moderation so you don't eat too much, you get sick, and um, okay. teach, it, it, it really helps teach, teach yourself self-control in that uh, aspect goes past food and drink and to other aspects of life. Sounds like this. And I don't know, Andy, um, from what he's saying, it seems like there's a, there's a lot of variability in, in, in how you, you work out during this time. And I, I feel like for what I'm getting from you, it's basically, it's what has been working well for you and in, in the past. And I think it's going to be different for um, everybody, you know, it's not going to be like, this is, the way this is the optimal i was thinking i was wishing for like an optimal um time to eat and then train but it seems like it's gonna vary person to person yeah i think it's uh it's whatever works best for you obviously and not everyone will respond the uh the same like my brother loves to work out before he eats his pre-dawn meal he'll get up at three he'll go run mm -hmm. or lift and then he'll eat and he likes likes that more than the other two options um i've never tried that i might I, I might like it but for me it's hard to wake up okay an hour before i have to eat knowing i have to go to work in two more hours mm. and that's what kind of what we're doing here is we're just giving everybody as many options as possible and i kind of like that idea of you having a, two smaller meals there. that's one that we haven't really talked about um but do have a lot of questions from our listeners and i kind of got want to go through some of them with you Great. um First question is from one of our listeners, Anais. He says, during Ramadan, I feel like I have more energy, actually. I feel like I have more mental strength, and I could push myself more than I initially thought. Um, he kind of wants to know, like, why is that? Is there any reasoning behind that? And, yeah, your general insight on that. Yeah, it's probably nothing, like, physiological, but it's just the spiritual mental aspect of this month, I feel, um, can inspire and push athletes to work a little bit harder give them a little bit more focus and just knowing that once they finish this workout they this run they can probably go eat so they're just okay. really pushing towards that end goal of once i'm done i can go eat <laughs> mm. okay I've, I've felt that way too I, i've been i'm trying to fast i'm doing 16 hour fast for the past four months and i can tell you in the morning man i am sharp mm -hmm. i am sharp. i can do my notes really fast i can think really fast but just don't put a person in front of me i can't talk right. <laughs> like, i can't talk but i can't do like administrative work no problem i can focus but if i have to talk to somebody that's when the energy is just like gone right Hmm. Another question we have is assuming I don't wake up for the morning meal and I'll basically have one big meal to break my fast at night. Um, when do you recommend working out or exercising? Yeah. So that kind of touches base on uh, yeah. our, our last convo, but you know, it's up to you really. Um, I think if you don't get up to eat in the morning, then you have those two options that we talked about later. The wait until you're done eating your food rest, then you go work out or have a small meal, get a uh, shake and an apple, some dates, something sweet, but nothing too crazy. Go lift and then get your true meal in with those fast releasing carbs like uh, white bread, white 
rice, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, chips, something like that. Um, after you're all done working out and then probably another like protein shake afterwards too. Mm -hmm. Now, another big question we have is me and Berg, we both get a lot of questions on the best times to do things. And as we kind of already talked about, um, it's going to be what's best for you. Um, But one of them I I think is pretty important is hydration. So when, when do you do that? Yeah. So um, I'll kind of pull back to like the world cup, the world cup uh, in Russia, the last edition, it fell kind of like last week of the month fell during the first week of the world cup. So some teams were fasting uh, Egypt, Morocco, Tunisia, Iran, I think Nigeria, and maybe one other country I'm missing is a predominantly Muslim country that were fasting. Um, a lot of them didn't fast. Um, you're able to kind of, if you have, if you have other engagements that require you to be at your utmost physical performance, you're able to push it off and wait until you're done with those and then fast. But the teams that did fast, I know, uh, I think Iran and Morocco for the most part, their players fasted. What they did was, um, when it came time to break their fast, someone would come up with a, uh, a random injury, a cramp. Mm. Give their mm. teammates enough time to go get something to drink, maybe some sweets like a, like apples, a banana, dates, something like that. Um, so same thing we talked about before, the moderation is key. If you break your fast and you just, you know, drink a, gallon of water you're gonna be full quicker and you're gonna feel like crap um i would say when you if you're breaking your fast with the intention of going to work out immediately afterwards a cup a cup and a half of water that shake and that's probably plenty of uh liquid before you work out so you don't feel like you're gonna be full slow heavy Mm. Okay, okay so now it's basically like the same the same thing with the eating with moderation now let's say you miss that morning window of not being able to eat or drink water and it's coming time to the evening right right you think that maybe that one and a half to two cups of water is is enough to hydrate you if you're going to work out pretty soon or should you not train that day maybe or i don't know Sorry, my dogs are crazy. Um, no, I think if you didn't wake up for your pre-morning, your pre-dawn meal, then you would probably need more, plenty, both more food and more water to get yourself uh, to at least the level that you can start doing your workout. Um, and again, it's... Like my wife, for example, she will wake up to only drink water. Mm. She won't eat. Um, she has a hard time eating and then like heading back to bed at 4.30, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so again, it's, it's, uh, it's personal choice, but I feel like if you're someone that usually gets up to drink at 4.30, you know, 4, and that they, for some reason, they oversleep and they miss it, they plan on working out in the evening. Maybe that might be a day that you uh, eat your food, you let it rest, and then you go work out. Mm, okay. 
So kind of just adjusting based off of whatever yeah. happens. It just, and, and just because you have a schedule that you like, doesn't mean that you have to stick to that, you know, every day. Obviously the consistency is important, but mm-hmm. you know, if you feel like you really need to eat the full meal first, just one day, cause you just feel, you feel extra tired and go for it. Um, but as much as you can try to keep that consistent schedule of, all right, I'm going to work out at 8.15 every day, immediately after I, I drink this, this shake and a small meal. And then I'm going to come home. I'm going to finish eating. I'm going to go to bed repeat that cycle as best you can but obviously if you have to adapt then you have to adapt what about what about lifting weights um a lot of listeners sending questions saying um is it okay to lift weights because um during that time they heard that they can't train a lot because they're eating less um and they're not eating enough protein uh, kind of a lot of the things that we talked about, but any, any advice in, in particular when it comes to lifting weights during Ramadan? Yeah. Um, no, no issue with that. Um, I've read, I've read a lot of questions about that too. I haven't seen any science or any research that kind of proves that point of um, it being bad for you or bad for, in, in my opinion, it's never bad to work out. It's never bad to lift. Um, your gains might not be as much as they were if you were eating consistent, um, you know, two, three meals a day mm-hmm. at a certain, at the, you know, the lunchtime, the six o'clock, you know, and you might need to decrease your lifts a little bit, but I would never tell someone, no, you shouldn't go lift because you're fasting. You said decrease your um, your lift. Are you talking about volume? Are you talking about um, reduce the intensity? What What are we talking about? Either or. Um, okay. I uh, I was just reading an article last week or so, maybe. Um, this guy, his name slips my mind at this point, but he decreased his lifts every Ramadan by about twenty percent of the weight. Hmm. Okay. Um which for him works because it, it, he always plans his cuts around those times. Mm. Um, so that's something that you want to consider too. If you want to plan your cut around this month and it's a great time to continue lifting, but lift a little bit less weight, maybe go for some more reps and um, see if that gets you to your ultimate goal. Hmm. Um, let, let's talk about the caloric deficit for, for Ramadan, is that something that I mean? If if your goal is to lose weight, it should it be something that everybody plans for, or is it possible to avoid it? Or you know, um, it's, it's definitely possible to avoid it. Um, I personally, I tend to either maintain my weight or even gain some weight in this in this month, mainly due to I I like to snack, you know. Like okay. I eat, I'll go in the pantry, I'll eat more. I'm trying to be better about that, but I'm not perfect, you know. Um, <laughs> it's definitely possible to maintain your caloric input with this month due to the fact that, you know, you, you can't eat for 16, 18 hours, but you still have that six to eight hour window to get your small meals. And especially if you do, like I was mentioning before, where you have that small meal prior and that big meal after you can you can you can get a lot of good clean calories in in that small window um it's tougher definitely you'll be up yeah. a little bit 
later, I'm sure eating an, another small meal in between your, your evening meal and your pre-dawn meal, but, um, it's possible. Um, just the key is not being like me and eating clean and, uh, not snacking. Mm. Now, what happens when you're out there on the field, say you're younger, 15, 16, 17 years old, playing soccer, out there feeling really, really thirsty? Have you ever tried adding like electrolytes to your water um, or anything to help get rid of that sensation of feeling thirsty? So that, I think the research for that's kind of up in the air. The Where I feel like I wouldn't want to do that is just due to two things that make you feel more, uh, feel more thirsty if you drink or eat them, salty foods and drinks and spicy foods. So mm. I try to avoid both of those in my pre-dawn meal. I try to avoid salt and I try to avoid spice. Hmm. After I, after I uh, break, break my fast, I might do a Gatorade cause I've got enough time to, uh, kind of get the, the electrolytes, the salts through my system before I start my next fast. But um, if that's something that I would use to decrease my symptoms of my, my symptoms of thirst, I wouldn't do it just because of the salt that's in a lot of these drinks. I would just stick to usual, just the regular plain tap water, kind of bottled water. That's a really good point of avoiding those salty and spicy foods in the morning. Cause I mean, that's something that everything, everybody really recognizes, but I, w- I would never, think to purposely avoid that in the morning that's a really good tip yeah i um i stick with you know water i'll drink some milk um but i usually avoid those drinks anyway just due to the the salt and the sugar content but especially in the morning when i know i'm trying to not be thirsty mm-hmm. i don't want anything salty anything spicy even uh, what i usually eat in the morning i usually eat eggs I won't even put salt on my uh, eggs hmm. okay. just because I don't want that extra thirst that I know I will have. Hmm. Now, when it comes to, we talked about protein and, and fats, when it comes to carbs, is that something that you increase on in the morning um, to keep you going throughout the day? Like those, those slow releasing carbs. Can you give some examples of that? Yeah. You know, some sources and carbs are like, oats, whole grain bread, uh, quinoa, sweet potatoes, bananas. Um, Stuff like that is good for the pre-dawn meal and even a little bit for the beginning of the, of the, uh, if you, if you're going to work out after you eat a small meal, um, those could be good too, but I usually keep those for my pre-dawn meal. Um, so they're gonna give me energy throughout the whole day mm. and then fats in that meal too and these are a lot of the the carbs we're supposed to be eating in general yeah, in general anyway <laughs> they're, the, they're right? the good carbs that give you energy throughout the the uh, day yeah they yeah. are they're the carbs that we talk about that we should be eating that we typically don't mm. Yeah, the listener is gonna be pissed because you're know, like, Wait, <laughs> you're telling us the same thing you've been we've been telling you guys for like the past five months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but kind of like, like, wait, it's not new. 
like like you said, you want to keep as many things as consistent as possible. Consistent, yeah. And right. that's one of the things we can do. And that's one of the, the key takeaway from 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 this podcast. Like I, I just thought, you know, things will change drastically because you know you're not eating throughout the day, so you have to change everything around. But here you come and said, No, you just keep everything consistent, you know, just yeah. like same meal that you always eat, you know, eat it is just you know, the time that you're eating is different, but everything remains the same, which is to kind of make it simple for, for, for the listeners. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's just an intermittent fast, a little bit tougher because there's no uh, drink either, but. Yeah. That one is, that one is tough. Like how do, how does it go when let's say you have a game at like, say the game is like, you know, right now sunset is like at like, Eight, eight, right? Eight. Let's say you have a game at like, you know, say for like four thirty. It's tough. In that war. It's tough. Um, like half time, you drench. Like, yeah, I mean, I do, do. I've I've had games that were right in the middle of my day. I've I've had games at twelve noon when my Oof. fast isn't broken until eight. Um, sorry. Um, and on those days, I'll either. I'll fast and just go home and just bum it the rest of the day because I'm exhausted. Oh man! Or I'll, you know, I'll just manage with my with my teams. Uh, like, hey, I'm gonna need a sub every you know, ten minutes. Gotcha. Mm. It's definitely beneficial when you're playing in an adult league. Or yeah, like in that an adult league, that's, unlimited that's... subs. You know, if you have a yeah. three three sub, you know, limit, and it's a game that really matters, then it, you know, it's a discussion to have with you're like spiritual leader. If you want to not fast this day, then make it up at the end of the month. Uh, it's something that can be done. Um, it's oh, not, wait, that's, that's optional too. You can do that. Yeah. I mean, if it's usually reserved for like people that this activity that they want to put the fast on pause for is like their job. Um, but with all things, it's kind of flexible. Um, if you feel like this is a very important thing for you and you need to play this game, but you don't think that you're going to be able to when you're engaging in this fast, then um, have a discussion with your spiritual leader. See what he thinks. If he thinks it's okay for you to, you know, skip this one day. And then as soon as this, this month is over fast an extra day, you know, you that's in the rules, okay. I guess. Um, I try not to, I try as best I can to push through, but you know, I've, a couple times in the last two or three years, I've had games at 12 o'clock in the middle of June. Jesus. That I wanted to play. I tried to uh, push through, but I felt if I continued to play while fasting, I was going to get hurt. So I had two options was stop playing and go home or break, break my fast, drink something and then, and then make it up. And I've done both. I've I've done I've left the game at halftime and just mm-hmm. bummed it the rest of the day. And I've broken my fast to drink and then I made it up at the end of the year. Um, it's 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 a, it's a discussion to have with yourself and with your spiritual leaders. See what the best option for you is. Yeah, that's that's kind of. Um one thing that you just said you said you know um in order for me not to get injured and i i kind of sub myself out 
which is kind of like, oh, shoot. Yeah, you can get injured if you lack energy and you're dehydrated. You exactly. can't, you, you know, you can't run and make that sprint. All of a sudden, your mechanics change because you're tired. Yeah, you could get, I didn't think about that, but yeah, you could get injured. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm less concerned about, like, anatomical injuries, more of, like, exertional heat illness or heat stroke. Oh, um, yes. Big, big dangers uh, in the increased temperatures of May and June, like we've been oh, fasting last yes, two or three yes, years, yes, and yes. being dehydrated, which is why it's very important in your pre-dawn meal to really hydrate, especially if you know that you have um, a game in eight hours. And knowing that after the game, you can't eat a drink for another six. Mm. Okay. And I, th- I think it brings it back to some of our earlier points is when you can do something, definitely do do it. Cause hydration, it's not just a, a 24 hour thing. It's really your, your whole lifestyle and habit, right? So Absolutely. if you have a game day and it's 12 PM point number one, did you kind of wake up early in the morning to drink the water that you can, but what did you do that entire week? What, were you consistent with that habit? Because that's going to set you up for game day too. Exactly. Exactly. It's uh, it's not just a day by day thing. It's like a weekly, make sure you get the amount of fluids in that you need every day for the whole month. All right. Um, thank you so much for, yeah, for thank you, man. answering all these questions. If you had to give, let's say one piece of advice, about 30 seconds or so to a young soccer player, maybe 16, 17 years old, who is celebrating Ramadan, what, what would that be? Um, just stay consistent. Um, the research has shown, you know, the research is for the most part mixed, but generally they show that if you stay consistent, you maintain a consistent schedule of sleep. Sleep is, sleep is big. It's huge. Um, sleeping habits, your caloric intake, your macronutrients, what you eat, when you eat, when you work out, how you work out your performance should not change significantly. Um, so it's very important to find that schedule that works for you. Trial and error, stick to it um, and get your sleep. Sleep is huge all the time, but huger in this, in this month where everything else is affected. Mm, some solid points of advice. And if the listeners have questions, um, you're on Twitter, where, where can they find you? <laughs> Uh, I'm not too active, so let me find my Twitter name. Give me one second. <laughs> no uh, my Twitter worries. name is M Ganem PT. That's M G H A N E M P T. All right, so we'll have that linked in the description as well. Berg, you're new to the Twitter world, man. How's it treating you? I'm not new to Twitter. I just stopped using it since like 2013 that's when it got good bro it's been i'm like i'm out man i can't keep up with that's when instagram got got way better that's when i just like giving up good point good point all right solid well thank you everybody for listening this has been um the third episode in our three-part series i hope you guys enjoyed it and um we're probably going to repost these around the same time next year um so you guys can re-remind yourself Mm -hmm. of the good things we learned today with uh Dr. Ganim. So thank you so much for joining us and hope you guys enjoy. Thank you, Wes.